Welcome to the all new William B. Henry experience. Talking to business owners, local community leaders, and just overall cool people. This season is sponsored by the Billings Chamber of Commerce. Go to www.billingschamber.com. Welcome to the William B. Henry Experience, and we're back for episode uh, three or four or ten. I don't know. Uh, big shout out to the Billings Chamber of Commerce for being the sponsor for season three. I'm in the room with Dr. Stephanie Hicksua. How are you? Hicksua in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am really good. It's, it's great to be here. Thank you for asking me. This is fun. Absolutely. So I'm going to call you Stephanie because I just don't want to go through Dr. Hicksua. I think we're yeah. on that level. Like, yeah. Right? No, no. Please call me Stephanie. You know, I'd like to be Stephanie like Cher, but it just hasn't just one taken name, right? off. Yeah, just one name, but it just hasn't taken off. So I, I can go with Stephanie. That's great. And you got a cool spelling because you ended with an I from Stephanie. So that's kind of cool anyway. Child of the 60s, there you, you know, there you those go. different parents. So for those of you who haven't had the opportunity to meet Dr. Hicksworth, she is the chancellor at MSUB. Billings, MSU Billings, excuse me, let me say that again. Montana State University at Billings. I want to make sure we clarify that because yes. we're not, we're talking about our city and the things that you're doing here. So I know you haven't been here overly long. So talk about just your first, what, nine months, 10 months? How long have you been First nine months, yeah. Yep. I started January 11th and it was actually almost a year ago that I interviewed for the job. So yeah, it's been a great um, first year. I am loving Billings. And to be really, really honest and frank with your listeners, I grew up in Dillon. I lived in Miles City. And then I lived in Powell, Wyoming. And I thought, oh man, Billings might be a little big for me, but it's not. Billings is just this small little town and everybody's connected. And even you and I, we met when I first came to town and it feels like I went to high school with you, even though you're way younger than me. <laughs> I don't know about you, Wade. That's I not don't know. about that way. We'll talk about that. But <laughs> I just really feel like this is home and that I've met my people. And you talked about the Chamber of Commerce. You and I both sit on that board. Chamber of Commerce is my people. I'm also on the um, Big Sky Economic Development Board. Those are my people. Yeah. So it's so great to move to a new community and find your people right away and feel really, really comfortable. So I want to like I want to take off on that because I think it's important. You've only been in the community nine months, and I always talk about. So you know some of the work that I do. Talk about the social responsibility of the person moving to town and the town embracing the person. And I think you've done a marvelous job of doing it. And I'm, and I'm dead serious. I see you. We've seen each other, I don't know, three events in the last couple of weeks or what have you. But talk about like, you know, because people fear to move to a new town. Like, what do I do? Like for you, how did it happen? And I know some of it is part of your position. But talk about like, it's, it's still, you had to do the work. So talk about that. that. That's a really good point. And I feel some responsibility because of my position. And I represent MSU Billings. And I need for people in the community to know all the cool things we offer and how amazing that is. But, but you're right. Whenever you move to a, a new community, you have a responsibility to put yourself out there. And sometimes it's uncomfortable. Um, one of the benefits that I had that some people don't have coming to Billings is that 
that I went to college in the state. Um, so I have friends from college who are here. I have high school classmates that I didn't know were here who saw my name in the paper and, and are here. Um, there is even one woman who I was her camp counselor oh, wow. <laughs> way, way back when, when I was in high school. So, so that has been really fun. Um, working in the state before and being so close to Billings in, in Miles City, I, I had some familiarity and some connections, but I was very intentional and very deliberate about putting myself out there and getting to know people because otherwise it's, it's really lonely yeah. in a new community. And my job is so busy. I could spend every waking hour at work, which I kind of feel like I do, but, but you have to go to these amazing restaurants in Billings and, and you have to go to some events. Now that COVID has opened up, there's, there's events starting. And I went to the symphony in the park this summer and Shakespeare in the park. And those were the most amazing experiences. And I get into the tapestry of Billings that way. And I see the grit and I feel like I get to know our students better that way too. I love the tapestry of Billings. I might have to steal that. That's you can steal it. Right. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit, right? Okay. Because, you know, the thing that brought you here is, is one of the I say one of the most uncovered gems, GEM gems in, in the city, right? So let's talk a little bit about Montana State University at Billings, right? Um, you know, talk about where where you see it going, what's happening, what's going on, what should the people know about MSU Billings? Yeah, you know, you talk about this gem. I really feel like it's a diamond mine and nobody knows um, what all um, is there. And there's just so much potential just simmering under the surface. MSUB has been known for as long as I can remember as a university that is open and accessible to everybody and that it has um, excelled in alternative delivery. So when I was in high school, alternative delivery meant correspondence and you mailed stuff. Now it means something called high flex. So just like we're sitting here today and this will be broadcast out virtually, we have retrofitted our classrooms so that a student could be sitting in a class and, and joining from Indiana and being a part of it. There's a student who could be joining from their mom's house at Crow Agency because they're home taking care of her. They can join from the doctor's office while they're sitting waiting for an appointment or they can come live. So on Monday, if you have something going on in your life, your kid's home sick, you can stay home and, and still take class. On Tuesday, you may go to class live and have that regular interaction. So that is the future of higher ed and we are on the cutting, cutting edge. The other thing that's really cool is what we're doing with undergraduate research. Research. So our faculty are involved in scholarly activity, and many people know that faculty do that. But what people don't know in Billings is how our faculty are engaging our students in some of these research activities. So that's social mobility, right? So when you say, what is going on at MSU Billings? All kinds of stuff. Yeah. But what is really going on is social mobility. We are creating dreams that students didn't even know they had yet. Mm. And how cool is that? And, and when I think about 
paying it forward in my life and what, what I want to get out of my career and my family. And, and when I look back and see what I've done, I want to see that I'm paying it forward for, for the next generation or, or those students who maybe were nervous about coming to the university and realize, Hey, if, if, if Stephanie can do that, you know, I can do that. I um, grew up as a first-generation college student. I was on financial aid and scholarships. I don't know if I've told you this, um, William, because you and I have talked a lot, but my high school counselor told me that there's no way I could afford to go to college, that I might as well look at some other alternatives. So if I can help any students that are out there, any of your relatives who want to be students, let me know because I am passionate about this work. And that's what's so, so great about MSUB because it's a good fit for me because of my background and my passions. Every single one of our faculty and staff are passionate about student success. I came during COVID, so I started last year during January, and, and we were still um, under some pretty strict COVID restrictions. And so I got to witness what the faculty were willing to do. They bent over backwards to make sure students finished that spring semester. And wow, how, how cool is that to have yeah. this job that I get to work with these people? Absolutely. So I actually have an opportunity. I drive down Rimrock daily. Right. And sometimes I pass by the university. And what's really cool to me, um, you, you get that traditional feel of students moving around campus. Right. You got that back again. I want to go a little bit. I was reading some stats about a couple of weeks ago and they were talking about and you and I had this conversation on the periphery a little bit, you know, uh, trying to uh, uh, keep, maintain and attract good talent in buildings. Right. And I think higher it, higher ed institutions have a major role in that. Right. Because if I had a good experience in my college experience, I'm more than willing to look at the town and go, I should probably stay there. Right. So kind of what's your take? What do you see from, you know, your your window, if you will, your view about the students that are being educated at MSUB? Oh, I love that. I hadn't thought about it quite in that way before. You know, I think a lot about what is the future of our students, but but looking at it from our community and, and the community potential piece. So as we look at MSUB, we have all kinds of students. Many of them are local. Um, we have a huge growth in um, student new students from Yellowstone County this fall semester. So I'm thrilled to see that. What that tells me is people are seeing what an affordable um, and attractive option it is to get an excellent education. But I think part of our responsibility at MSU Billings is to connect students through internships or speakers through various opportunities um, so that they'll want to stay in Billings. And so some of that is community service for, for various clubs and organizations. And some of that is internships that, that they can be hired. So I was at a meeting this morning and one of the women there was telling me that they had some great interns from, from the university working with them. And actually they were city college students in the process plant technology program. The instructor is working with these students who have internships because 
they got a job and we want them to graduate and have their certificate, but they're already working. So their internship turned into a job. If I can do that for everybody and connect them. Now, some people have come from far away and, and they want to be here and then they'll move, you know, back into the world wherever, but many of them will stay. And what the research shows is that, um, I can't remember the percentage off the top of my head, but it's a high percentage of students wherever they go to college. They they tend to stay because they learn about the community like you were saying and they like it and they can be planted and grow here. So if, if I have them brand new as freshmen, I want to make sure that we can help them be able to grow, whether they're a 55-year-old freshman or an 18-year-old freshman. Yeah, so, you know, speaking, so staying in the community piece in the space for a second, because I think this is really, really important. I do a lot of work on reservations, and I'll just use reservations in particular. And, and I know that a lot of those kids want to go to school, but they don't think two things. They can A and B, that they can afford it. How do we clip that myth for them, right? Well, and that's part of the challenge of being a first-generation student is you don't know how much money there's out there. I'm here to tell you there's money out there to go to college. So I know that you um, did some more work recently in Wolf Point. Mm -hmm. I went to Fort Peck Community College okay. last week okay. and visited them, and we had this very conversation. I said, you know, what can I do to help your students get bachelor's degrees? We should go together. Let's do no, next I'm, time. I'm dead that would be great. I'm dead we should go together. That, that would be great. Yeah. Um so we had the conversation. What can we do? And they said, we need something online because it's six hours mm -hmm. to, to drive to Billings. Um, but we need that face-to-face -face human contact. So if you can come up, if we can bring our students to you every once in a while, once a month or something, just so that that human touch that you and I have talked about that's so important, those connections is and relationships are what are important. Then they trust this white lady on the reservation to ask, well, how do I do the financial aid? And what's great about Fort Peck Community College, Chief Dull Knife College, and Little Bighorn is that the staff and faculty that work there know where the funding is. And, and there's money through scholarships, through federal financial aid, through BIA. There's, there's ways that we can put packages together so that they can have a debt-free degree. We just need to develop those relationships so we can find that pathway and it's not scary. So I, I will tell you, and I'm, and I'm seriously committed to this, I'm at Wolf Point once a month. Okay. I'm, at, I'm at the high school uh, sometimes every month, but definitely every other okay, month. So I can tag along oh, with you? Okay. I, I, I truly invite you to go because I talk to students and, and literally I've heard students go, you mean I can really go to college? I'm like, yes, you can really go to college. It's, it's, it's not that, it's not as, it's more, way more attainable than you think. Um, so we should, off mic, we'll plan okay. that out for sure. Okay. So I know um, your schedule is completely hectic. I appreciate you coming in the room, but before I let you go, because we might have to do part two of this, because after we go to Wolf Point and Fort Peck, you have to do part yeah. two. Yeah, well, and, and if it's six hours there and back, we'll get 12 hours right. of car windshield time oh. together. So. We're going to get on the plane. We're going to take the Cape Fear. Oh, okay. I'm Cape, sorry. I said, I said on Cape Air. Cape Air, okay. I said, I said Cape Fear. I'll tell you a story <laughs> about that later. Anyway, so I have to ask you, Dr. Exwell, in your space, what's that thing every morning that you get up and that motivates you to drive on to the next day? It's, it's student success. If I can do one little thing to pay it forward, to make that path easier for students, 
I, I feel like I've accomplished my work for the day. The best thing that all of us who work at MSUB get to do is commencement. We know their stories. We know the hardship. We know what it took. And when they walk across that stage to shake my hand, I get tears in my eyes because I know those, those stories and what it took. So that keeps me going every morning to look at processes on our campus that may be hindering students for success that are maybe antiquated that we've just done because that's what you do. And, and we're looking at those things with new eyes, making changes to focus on that student's success. Because that's what we're here for. Enrollment's great, getting students in the door, but let's hold their hand and get them through the door. You heard it here first. Two things. You can go to college if you want to. And Dr. Stephanie Hicks was here to help you see that dream come true. I really appreciate you taking some time out of that busy schedule to come and talk to me today. Thanks for having me. We're out. The experience. We'll see you next time.